0: Our first scripture today is from Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16 may we open our hearts and our minds to hear the word of God thus says the Lord stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it And find rest for your souls but they said we will not walk in it our second scripture reading comes from Genesis chapter 17 verses 1 through 6 when Abraham was 99 years old the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him I am God Almighty Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make you exceedingly numerous. I will make a covenant between me and you. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you.
1: The passage goes on to read that Abram's wife Sarai, will no longer be called Sarai, which means my princess, but Sarah, which means our princess. Um, Judy, and uh, I've kind of felt that women are being left out of the scripture, <laughs> and, and with your sister leaving. Um, our closing hymn, Pam, we're gonna do 501, which is we are uh, walking Sarah's circle It's to the tune, we are walking Jacob's, climbing Jacob's ladder, but but the hymn is, we are walking Sarah's circle. So it fits with the labyrinth, and for your sister, um, for Sarai. Mary LaRusso said something interesting, and it was perfectly appropriate for children. There will come a time in your life when you decide where you're going to walk, right? You're an adult, well, kind of. And, but you're of the age where you get to go where you want to go, and, and, and parents no longer say, you've got to do this, although if you've been a parent, you know that just because you say you've got to walk somewhere doesn't mean it's going to happen. But we get to a point of accountability, and we get to walk where we're going to walk, and that's the great thing, we get to follow. But today's scripture shows that there's another possibility. Stand at the crossroads, God says to Jeremiah. Stand at the crossroads and ask for the ancient paths and walk it. And you will find rest and blessing for your soul. There, if you walk the ancient paths, you'll find blessing. You'll find rest. And the people said... We're not walking it, which is their right. And so what happens to the people? They end up in exile. So we are absolutely free to say to God, not doing it, not going to walk it. Why would we want rest for our souls? We so enjoy the hectic parts of life. We like it when we spin out of control. I have a friend who, when the checkers say, have a nice day, she always says, thanks, but I've made other plans. (laughs) And they always go, what? I've had 12 nice days in a row, and I've just made other plans. Okay. But most of us would actually like to have the nice day, although when somebody says have a nice day, it just means please move forward and get out of my sight so I can help the next person. We always have a choice on how we respond to the invitation. Abram is 99 years old. I don't want this to get by you. 99 is not when most people think, okay, now my life is just going to start. Most people think of winding down. And God says to Abram, walk before me. Walk before me. And I will make of you a great nation. And you can just see Abram looking at his watch and saying, you know, you're a little late. Doesn't it seem like, you know... You're a little late, God. 30 years ago, this would have been all right. I was only 69. Well, 34 years ago, because 65, according to our scholar with the violin, is, is when you know, life really begins. So, But Abram says, yeah, I'll do it. And he becomes the father of nations. Now, the great thing about Sarah is when the angel actually comes... And tells Abram, Your wife Sarah will bear a child. She's in her 90s. Remember what she does? She's behind the curtain. I mean, she's in another tent. She's behind the tent flap. What does she do? She laughs. laughs. This is funny stuff. I didn't know God had a sense of humor. She laughs. It's like, Are you crazy? You know, I haven't been in the ways of women for a long time, you know. And yet all things are possible. The Hebrew people are told, stand at the crossroads. And we all know when we're at the crossroads. We get little crossroads every day. Do you go across the country and go to the wedding or not? You know, I got other things I could be doing. The flights aren't all that cheap. You know, it's just, it's not a great time. Stand at the crossroads and look to the ancient past. Not the new fangled thing. I'm doing a new thing. I loved it during high school. People were like, I'm doing my thing. Well, good for you. But sometimes when we all do our thing, everybody ends up in the cold. How about when we do our thing? Can we do our thing? Maybe when we do our thing and it's God's thing, it's the right thing. This is interesting. When I was I was a philosophy major, and in philosophy, you know, freedom of will means you get to choose whether you do something or not. That's when you're free, is when you can do something or not do something, right? Very logical. In theology, it doesn't work that way. If you're not following what God says, you're not free. Only when you obey is when you're free. Because if you don't do what God wants, then you're you're beholding the sin, whatever. You're, you're tied up in, you know, you ask a person when they're smoking a cigarette, are you free to take that puff? Oh, absolutely, I could quit anytime. time. Right. How's that going for you? You know, when you have to take that next puff, you are not free. When you are addicted to alcohol, you are not free. Regan is... ...becoming the person he was two years ago... ...because in saying, I won't drink... ...he becomes free. The odd thing... ...it's very unphilosophical... ...but the odd thing in, in religious language... ...is only when we actually follow... ...what God invites us to do... ...and in a sense, don't have a choice. It's when we are truly free... And and as a philosophy major, like that doesn't make a lick of sense. But in terms of my own life, it's like yeah, it does. And you know the great thing is in the Has- Hasidim, uh, consistency is well, who was it Emerson said, a foolish consistency is a hobgoblin of small minds. And you know sometimes it's like well that's an inconsistent position. It's like so. Sometimes we need to just walk. The ancient paths. We need to do something that's not logical. I mean, visiting James, you can't get more illogical than that. And yet, it's the right thing to do. You know, It's the right thing to do. Going, returning to family is following the ancient path. Celebrating the birth of new life is walking the ancient path. Getting ready to send someone to the next life is walking the ancient path. Honoring those paths. Doing our thing together collectively is walking the ancient paths. And on the one hand, we feel like we don't have a choice, but yet that's where we find rest for our souls. So you can do your old thing and avoid the rest of your soul and good for you. Or you can do what God calls us to do, walking that ancient way. And we can be like Abram and Sarai and become Abraham and Sarah. The choice is ours. We can do either one. We have two builds in the next two months. One is next Saturday and the other is April, what, 22nd or something like that, 21st, right around Earth Day. We are doing this as a congregation because we have said we want to partner with Transition Laguna. We believe the people in Transition Laguna represent the values that we have, that if they actually make it into our services of worship, they will find rest for their souls. They will find an ancient path. I invite you to show up on those days. Put your hands in the dirt. Shake their hands before you put your hands in the dirt. Um, But there's potlucks, break bread. Make a connection with your neighbors. I invite you after the service to walk the labyrinth. The labyrinth is truly an ancient path. And as you walk from the outside to the center of the labyrinth, you strip away all of the stuff that gets in the way. And by walking, it takes about 15 minutes if you walk slowly to make it to the center of the labyrinth. It's a long time of, it seems like you're not going anywhere. Literally, it's like, wasn't I just here? You know, and and in your life, man, sometimes it's like, wasn't I just here? Sometimes I feel like I'm not going anywhere. And you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and staying on that path, and then you find the center. And when you find the center and you're able to reflect and you're able to say a prayer, you're able to meditate, whatever you choose to do in the center, eventually you have to leave. Otherwise, no one else can get there. That's bad for everyone else. And you think, well, now I have to leave. But we don't live in the center. We live in that journey from the outer to the inner, back to the outer. That's the journey we always are constantly walking. The labyrinth is a spiritual representation of our lives of faith. I invite you, with the strongest invitation I can, to go across to Bridge Hall, which is that building right over there, immediately following service, and walking the labyrinth, an ancient path. When we walk together, when we choose to follow God, we find rest for our souls. And in a hectic world like Ours, that's good news.
0: Amen.